Welcome to the Smith and Rowland Show. Let's join our host, Alan Smith and Jeff Rowland. I would love to introduce to you today a man among men, one that is so brilliant that when he speaks, the world takes shape. So I'm going to introduce to you instead, because that person can't be here, Mr. Alan Smith. I tell you what, it might take you five minutes to blow up some air, but better you can let it all out one second. That's right. It don't that take long it. to let it out, boy. That's right. That's right. Yep, my never. You need to let me introduce you one of these days. Well, That's I've right. tried that, and it never has worked out to my satisfaction. So, you know. Yeah, well, we'll straighten that out. Listen, got a good topic today for everybody to drink coffee, eat a donut, or if they're hard at work. I do yeah, not advise and- to listen to the Smith and Roland today if you're in the middle of your prayer time. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the best introduction that we've ever had right there. Right I mean, there. at least it's truthful. Listen, the seven most outrageous, that means rageous with an outage, outrageous yeah. <laughs> moments of the world economic forum. You ever heard of them? Yeah. World I've, Economic I've Forum, the seven most outrageous moments yeah. of the World Economic Forum. Although legacy media apologists insist the World Economic Forum, which will be referred to as the WEF, has no authority to enforce its mandates. The WEF claims it unites the foremost political businesses, culture, and other leaders of society to shape global, regional, and industry agendas. To which I say, hooey, hooey, gooey. <laughs> and gooey. That's what I have to say To say they don't have any authority to enforce their mandates, there's truth to that. At the same time, they have such influence over world leaders that their, their mandates are being enforced in nations and pursued as political policy. So to that regard, they have plenty of authority. So you can say they don't have any authority, but the truth is they have major influence. Correct. Yeah, that would be the right way to say it. I would say, Jeff, you have a, it's technically, the WEF is basically just a ideology. It's just a, it's a think tank, it's ideas. Ideology, when we use that term, you're basically talking about economic and political theory, if you will. That's right. Is what an ideology is. It's political and economic theory. So the World Economic Forum or the WEF is really a theory trying to turn into fact, but it's not yet fact, but they're really trying hard to make their political and economic theory. Well, it's really just a, it's not even a decent hypothesis at this point, but they're trying to become an ideology, which is theory, of economic or political structure. So as we see them trying to create this, Jeff, I have something that troubles my soul, if you will, troubles my spirit, and it just continuously blows my mind as we discuss topics, as we read news articles and news topics, and we call it, you know, we can call it a woke culture, if you will. We can call it political correctness, if you will. But all wokeness, political correction, all of that stuff, Jeff, is un written laws that people are creating for and demanding that you enforce and walk in. And Jeff, it's in the land of make-believe. It is, I mean, it is the digital currency of the spirit world, if you will. It's not even, and it blows my mind. I'm like, why are we even talking about this? It's not a law. 
all. It's not real. And that's what wokeism and the political correctness is not an established law. It's a hypothesis as best. It's not even a people are trying to impose their way of thinking on others and it's hypothesis and theory and they're trying it's only creates a fact is if you agree with it and do it that's right and so it's not that cultures different cultures don't go through this wokeism and of course one of the telltale signs that you're at the end is when they start mixing the genders that there's neither male nor female and gender mixing if you will they yeah. don't say there's neither male nor female they're saying that you can be either one but nonetheless when you have this mixing of genders you know we know that we are towards the last days of the offering of yeah. this they call it we call it ideology i call it idiotology yeah. a bunch <laughs> of idiots nonetheless when we talk about the world economic forum everybody needs to remember that it's just an ideology, which is somebody trying to force upon the other's economic and political theory. And everybody's acting like it is fact and then law. Wake up, everybody. This is all hypothesis and theory by a think tank of, as far as I can tell, totally lost, non-Christian, very selfish humans that are trying to push their agenda upon the whole world. And that's what we call where I grow up a bully. That's right. And that's what this organization really, I think that's the word that describes them. They are a bunch of elitist bullies that meet to discuss uh, moving forward as a global unit. And uh, Alan, to cite the most outrageous things that happened this year with the World Economic Forum, listen to this. The World Economic Forum held its 54th meeting in Davos, Switzerland from January 15th through the 19th. Its speeches included Al Gore tying climate change ideology to the Bible, John Kerry's daughter rambling incoherently, and John Kerry boasting, listen to this, that no one politician anywhere in the world can undo efforts to impose the WEF's agenda. So that's what I was saying before about, you know, to say that the WEF doesn't have any authority is a true statement, but they sure do have major influence. So that's, you know, back in January, this last January, they had their 54th meeting, And then this article goes on to cite what the most outrageous moments were of their meeting. And the first thing that he cited was a pagan ritual. So, you know, read some in that article about what this pagan ritual is all about. The WEF in their 54th meeting, this writer likens it unto a pagan ritual. And here's what he says. The 2024 World Economic Forum became a coming out party displaying the WEF's love of paganism. WEF concluded its Wednesday forum on climate and nature by inviting a shaman to carry out a pagan ritual for the healing of the planet because, they say, the healing is spiritual. The moderator, Jim Huey Neo, closed the discussion by inviting a very special guest, Chiefess Putini Yawanawa of Brazil's Yawanana tribe, whose cultural and spiritual identities let them protect and steward the lands over thousands of years. Neo continued, we know that in order for us to look forward and build this future, we also need to look back and harness the wisdom of our ancestors. None of the panelists who represent the power and wealth created by Western civilization were descended from Yananawa's tribe, nor do most Americans have any desire to live like the Yananawa tribe, whose entire population consists of about 1,200 people in 12 villages. Now, 
Alan, they brought this chief, this pagan leader in to bring about the healing of the land after their climate change. This is just a blasphemous organization that has zero respect for God. And she started an incantation. And then the recipients of the shaman spirit included Klaus Schwab's wife, Hilda Schwab, the president of the World Bank Group, H.I.S. Banga, the managing director of the International Monetary Fund, Kristalina Georgievia, the CEO of IKEA, Jesper Broden, billionaire Andrew Hoffman, the moderator Neo, and one figure of particular importance to evangelical Christians. Now, just listen to that. She she breathed on their foreheads, it says, and started an incantation process. The second person on this panel having Mm. a pagan ritual performed over her was a Southern Baptist. That is Dr. Catherine Hayhoe, who promotes climate alarmism among evangelicals. Now, this pagan ritual was part of their World Economic Forum. I got to tell you, it's getting ridiculous to see the merger between the apostate church and the other religions of the world in anticipation of the false prophet and the Antichrist. Wow. Let me we're seeing this, it unfold yeah. before our very eyes. Yeah. I think that I have connected some dots here we need to look at. I have discovered Elizabeth Warren's Indian ancestry. And it's got to be this Yana Wanda Wanda crowd. <laughs> and that might be, <laughs> I'm sorry, Lord, forgive me. I'm doing the thing now. I think I've identified her Indian strain there. Oh, she mm-hmm. sounds just like Wanda 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 here. Yeah, Wanda and, Wanda. Uh, that had to be just revelation that I got that. Can I tell you, Alan, this is permeating throughout every government of the world. If you look at the news and listen to what's being talked about, Every government of the world is growing more and more spiritual and growing more and more dark. So their spirituality is guided by Satan himself. There's Mm -hmm. absolutely no doubt of that. And that's because the World Economic Forum, we believe, and it sure looks like, would be part of the major platform of the Antichrist. I believe that they hold the agenda and the platform that the Antichrist will rise to power on. I believe that. The second thing that was a headline out of this meeting was a digital ID to track everybody's entire life. One of the elitist central conceits is that they have the right to surveil every aspect of their subjects' lives for their own good. One invaluable tool in the effort is a mandatory identification card that puts as much information as possible at the government's fingerprints, as noted during WEF's Thursday panel on financial inclusion. Queen Maxima of the Netherlands, (laughs) whose grandfather, yeah, listen to this, yeah, listen to this, whose grandfather, Prince Bernhard of Lippe Bisterfield, co-founded the Bilderberg Group in 1954, urged governments to adopt a ubiquitous ID card that is digital and biometric. Such an ID can not only provide surveillance over the financial industry, but she said it's also good for school enrollment and to see who actually got a vaccination, as well as facilitating the redistribution of wealth to see that welfare recipients and other favored classes get your subsidies from the government. Okay, that's checking me off. Oh, let me tick you off even further. Yeah, you're probably being pushed by these Southern Baptists in a a couple paragraphs (laughs) on up there. I'm I'm trying to get you real riled up because here's the next thing they talked about. They talked about a global tax 
Now, if we're not taxed enough, now they're talking about a global tax. True global governance requires money and authority, and the WEF discussed measures that would expand both at your expense. One speaker to 2024 World Economic Forum advised that global bodies impose not one, but two global taxes on the entire world. Right. Yeah, go three. Why not go three? Come on. And here's what they're going to tax. Let's start taxing carbon, they said. Now, that came from uh, Amnesty International Secretary General. I mean, that's it. She added that governments should enact not just a carbon tax. The UN General Assembly has adopted a resolution on the necessity to have a global tax regime so that actually we can raise the money required for all the UN's proposed changes. Let's tax the corporate interests. Listen, Jeff, (laughs) let's put this in perspective. They are now, the universities actually have people that are doing all this research and they're counting cow farts. Now, come on now, somebody. Yeah, that's right. They're counting them. They're counting counting cow farts. farts. So they can tell you how many cow farts Mm -hmm. a cow has, the average cow. I can't wait. And listen, cows have upset stomachs all the time, Jeff. So some days you're going to have a double fart contract. And here's the thing. I want to meet the person that's actually getting paid to count the cow farts. Well, they look the part. I'm sorry. Is that going to happen? I'm sorry. Most of them look the part. Now, if you take, if they're going to count cow farts, they need to be counting how much gas is coming off this article (laughs) because it's (laughs) expelling much carbon into my environment here. It's well, what's this? Me now, bad. As we started this, we discussed that the World Economic Forum has no authority, but all the elites are attending these meetings. Now, with that in, in mind, listen to this. The Biden administration took the first step towards such a global tax when it supported a global minimum tax. The Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development agreed to an outline on a 15% tax, which would allow foreign nations to tax U.S.-based corporations. According to the latest update, 55 nations have begun adopting the putatively voluntary guidelines with the rules coming into effect in 2024. President Joe Biden has also taken advice from carbon tax advocates. Yeah, I mean, this is actually happening now. This is happening. Yeah, I yeah, need, this I need something to settle my nerves. Okay, I'm going to give you an, uh, need, something to settle your nerves. You ready for I'm gonna this ha- one? I'm going I'm to have to go read the 23rd Psalm or something. Okay, well, listen, because I mean, after this, you're going to have to read Psalm 91. Listen to this. Oh, no. This what is, is a, another is. outrageous moment from the World Economic Forum's meeting. Efforts to force social media companies to yield to government censorship. Oh, <laughs> That one hurt. I mean, they're trying to make an announcement of what's coming, and that's been going on. Yes, all it's this been, has been going, going on. on. Can I tell you what was discussed the next no, hour? Don't, don't, I, we're, we're going. Don't hurt we got me. to. Don't we got me. to. This was discussed at the fifty-fourth meeting of the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, January fifteenth through the nineteenth. Representatives from every nation in the world was there, and this was a topic of discussion: how to rein in Donald Trump and U.S. Sovereignty. Now, I'm going to tell you, if I wasn't going to vote for Donald Trump, I am now. Just because this group of creeps and complete idiots, to include Al Gore and John Kerry, Al Gore, who wants to make climate change a Bible issue and then be present for the prayer of a shaman to speak an incantation over his forehead, he needs to be 
visited by somebody from over here in the woods in Alexander County. Yeah, he needs to be yeah, taken got, out behind yeah, the, We got something for the forward. Right. Yeah, that's right. But to sit there and talk about how they need to rein in Donald Trump and U.S. sovereignty. They're trying to destroy our independence as a nation and bring us under their authority and their control. Now, if people don't rise up over these things, now, Alan, listen, this stuff is right out there in front of us, and we can see every bit of it. And unfortunately, we still have people that scared to death to mention truth, the word of God, and what's right because they're afraid of their own government. And as long as we are in that situation and that position, yeah, yeah. What's going to happen is we're going to come under the submission. We're going to come bow to submission to the World Economic Forum and the agenda that they're proclaiming. In other words, we get what we deserve. And that is for sure. Yeah. So they make no, in other words, they made up all this stuff about the Russian collusion and yada, 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 yada. But now they're coming right out in the open. We got to take Donald Trump down and U.S. sovereignty. And U.S. sovereignty, because apparently Donald Trump is for U.S. sovereignty. Well, I mean, you can't escape that. That's what it is. Yeah. I got to tell you, this is absolutely mind-blowing to me, and I just cannot hardly stand it. One of the last things, and all of this needs to be discussed thoroughly, but listen to this. The WHO, which is the World Health Organization, they discussed the WHO lockdowns and pushing the green agenda to preserve health. Now, you know what they're talking about here? They're saying that the climate change ideology is a matter of health. Therefore, they're going to put the World Health Organization over that. That's what they're wanting. And to shut down people and lock them down because they drive too much or because they use too much electricity. Now, here's how insane this thing is. I got a text message on my phone a couple of weeks ago when it got had that big cold snap that come through that said, preserve your electricity by not using as much. Yet at the same time, they're telling everybody they got to buy electric vehicles. We're coming dangerously to a time here where we're not even going to be allowed to drive to the grocery store. And that's honestly where we're at. Now, if that's not a call for Christian people to get on their face before God and begin to pray and preach the truth and preach the Bible, if we're not to that point after hearing all of this, then there is nothing that's going to wake us up. Well, I'll tell you what's true, Jeff. This is so disheartening. This is just to me, an incredible indictment of the reality that's happening around us. And I know people, you and I keep hollering it and all of that, but we're going to have to keep hollering it, Jeff, until we see this crisis. We're going to have to keep saying it. You can't say it one time, then not bring it up no more. We got to keep no, bringing right. it up as long as it's happening. We have yeah, no have choice to. because we have different listeners every day and you just have to. There's just is absolutely no choice. Jeff, if you go on down where the number seven and pushback, I thought that That was interesting there on number seven, which is the last PowerPoint here. Number seven is pushback. Despite the bad ideas pervading this in every WEU forum, this year's Davos conference featured notes of uh, dissent. Now, this is interesting. Perhaps eyeing the reality of a Donald Trump presidency, WEF invited some bona fide conservatives to speak, cramming them mostly into the same panel on Thursday. But it's still a first. Heritage Foundation President Kevin Roberts boldly confronted World Economic Forum forum attendees were the harsh reality. You are part of the problem. WEF attendees, attendants spout 
misinformation on such issues as illegal immigration, liberal cities, crime spree, climate change, WHO's global advocacy of extreme gender ideology, and the threat posed by the People's Republic of China. China, the number one adversary, not just to the United States, but to the free planet, the free people on the planet Earth. Not only do we at Davos not say that, we give the Chinese Communist Party a platform, Robert said. President of Argentina, <laughs> Javier, I don't know how you pronounce that, Mill delivered a bold address denouncing government interference in the marketplace. Such policies, whether described as fascism, socialism, social democracy, or command and control economics broadly, inevitably destroy wealth while enriching the tiny elite who preside over the state. Looks like to me they allowed for some pushback there, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Which they, to me well, is incredible. Well, on the surface, I would say, yeah, that's a great thing that somebody's there pushing back. And I would certainly hope that there's others that will continue to push back. But I would also say that a lot of that, I believe, is the WEF's way of marking their enemies and knowing the arguments so that they can further implant insulting lies and deception based off uh -huh. the arguments that were made. I honestly believe that. In other words, I don't think that, that this is going away anytime soon. I think that the only hope is in the sovereignty of nations. Mm -hmm, it's not mm -hmm. in a united global effort. You get nations together and you've got the Tower of Babel all over again. Mm -hmm. And it will form into Babylon. There's right. no doubt that that's a biblical no thing. So the only hope that we have is to maintain sovereignty. The problem is, is that most people don't think that this can happen in America. Yeah, and it's, it's happening. already happening. All right, that's Jeff, right. you got 20 seconds. To close okay. it, wrap it up. Give me a wrap up. Okay, here's the wrap up. The conclusion to the whole matter is the only place that you can go to for truth and for enlightenment and wisdom is the Smith and Rowland podcast. <laughs> I <do. laughs> Only <laughs> listen to the Smith and Rowland show. Smith and Rowland show. Be well, well, your wisdom informed. will increase. Listen, you'll just yeah. feel better after listening to us. Come on now. Somebody. You'll feel better. Your day will grow brighter as you listen <laughs> well, <laughs> to the Smith musings of Alan Smith and Jeff Rowland. <laughs> okay, let's break wet. I'm starting to get nauseated. Thank you much, and you have a safe day. Have a good day, Alan Smith. <laughs> you too. Say bye. Bye. Thank you for joining today's Smith & Rowland Show. You can check out our website at kingdompropheticsociety.org and our daily unplugged podcast at smithandrowlandshow.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.